Life was sure a lot better when we allowed cigarette commercials on television. <laughs> you know you what it was? The, you know, when you could see I the do remember Man, that. Boy, that was a long, that was a very long time ago. You could see cool people hanging out because they were cool, smoking cools. Marble yeah. Man or Harvey. Yeah. Joe Camel. Who didn't want to be Joe Camel with his penis nose? I mean, yeah. He was the best. That was bad. That's kind of like, well, Marble's got the man, you know, traversing flavor country. What do we got? Cheetos is pretty cool. Why don't we, why don't we copy them? We'll have a, a cool cat, cool camel. Oh man, that reminds me of a good design book that I've got. Where is that? It's oh, there it what? is. What cigarette design? Well, yeah, I mean it's a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's ads from the sixties and seventies. A lot of liquor ads, condom yeah. ads. The Male Mystique men's magazine ads of the sixties and seventies. Male Mystique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Trans Am, the black Trans Am with the. No, that was the Firebird. I'm thinking of the black with the the gold Firebird yeah, in the front, wasn't the, it? The feet. Yeah, that's right. Don Phoenix Firebird. Oh. Yeah. And if you grew that mustache, man, you might be as cool as Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. They managed to get a whole, like, 220 horsepower out of that thing. <laughs> it's got a V8, and we maxed it out at 220. Like, what? How, how did you fuck that up? <laughs> America. Where's the... <laughs> Don't you have that sound effect? I, oh, I don't wow. have the, you, need to, you have another regular show one. I got the step off one. <laughs> step off! Step off! You don't want none of this! Wow, you really do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's you're like, you're like FM radio prepared. Oh, for man. This, it's, it's, yeah, welcome to the morning zoo, Greg. <laughs> grab, grab your ass. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Jeremy gave up halfway <laughs> through. We even started to grab your... Uh, grab, grab your... That's been Jeremy for the last like four weeks. He starts to say stuff, and then he just and then I just kind of give up on life. That is true. That <laughs> it is, is it's like a, you can have a but, uh, yeah. My... You just think of like the five world-ending events happening right now, and it's mm-hmm. like oh, fuck it. Yeah, my 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 zest for for life is minimal at the moment. Or I, I should yeah. say, my zest for life is fine, but my my zest for finishing shit sentences. about anything else. Yeah, my zest for finishing sentences is nil. Yeah. You gonna finish that sentence? Fuck you. Do you think it could be because you're in meetings all day and you've talked to individual people like seventeen times? Oh, that is absolutely yes. Yeah, that's for sure. And you're worded out. Uh Mm -hmm. I am. I am very worded out. I heard someone else talk about that today, where they're like, before you could talk to a whole bunch of people at once. Yep. Now you have to keep talking to everyone in individual meetings, where it's great and fine, but after like the you know by the end of the day, you've talked to so many people, you just got nothing left. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Joy, are you there? Joy? Yeah, I just I'm gonna have to use my phone, I guess. Do, do you sound well? Sounds you sound good. fine. Sounds fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sounded fine. It was you guys were like blah blah blah. Oh well, well. What's, <laughs> what's new there? I mean, we were always blah, 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 blah. That's so called grab ass. Right. That's all we're doing <laughs> on the morning zoo. All right, welcome to the morning zoo. <laughs> it's another episode of Uncle Weepy's Depression Dungeon. With your hosts, Joy Moeller, Paul Armstrong, and Jeremy Fuchsa. Well, I'm happy, though, Joy, that you were able to get on. 
with, well, with all the craziness that's going on in your life. Well, now my son's leg is stuck in a chair. Oh, well. <laughs> and oh, no. the alarm guy is still here. Miss, but So just watch out. All right. Is he wearing a mask, Joy? What? Is the alarm guy wearing a mask? Yes, he is. Wow. That's yeah. better than here. Every every repair person we've had so far, and suddenly everything is broken, by the way, has not worn a mask. Well, mm. we tell them they have to, but I think this guy yeah. came in with it anyway, because he has one that has like a breathe hole. Well, he is with a well, security that, Well, that kind of then, you mean like the nice medical one, like the nice... No, it's not that. Like a painting one kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know. It's white, but it has a little breathe hole. Yeah. what i'm talking about yeah no I, mm. I got i got what you got i got you got. i'm really excited this evening because let's take all of those free for all fridays free for all fridays be damned all of that stuff because we actually for for real have an actual guest our very first guest on the show yes yeah yeah the 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 man the myth the legend the the progenitor of story style greg story is on the show Greg Story. Greg Story. You're going to let him call you a progenitor like that? You're just going to take that? Well, it's, it's pillow talk. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I already like where this is going. So your you're check cleared. So thank you for that. You're quite <laughs> welcome. You're quite yeah. welcome. That $2 is going to go a long way in this economy. I always I always oh, said yeah. I'd, I'd get you back. And now there you go. Oh, Here that wasn't a threat? Oh. No. <laughs> no. Back at South by Southwest 2008, you said you're going to get them back. That's right. I did. <laughs> I did. That's right. The the uh, ye olde converse, awkward conversation on the couch. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh, yes. Ye olde awkward conversation on the couch. I Would, It was a couch at the W. Okay. The Not the Hampton? Yeah. Okay. No. At the, yeah. The in, in the back, we went, we went to the W, and yeah, we had a, we had, we had a, very, a very intimate and interesting discussion. About about Happy Cog and remote work, which you know, mm. strangely enough, is now wow. kind of a you know a prescient topic. Yeah, it's been go way back, man. Yeah, it, it was it was awkward because we were sitting on a couch and we kind of had to huddle around a microphone. Yeah, it looked weird. And it so felt we, weird. we were we were facing forward, but our necks were turned ninety degrees. Mm-hmm. And so I remember thinking, <laughs> like, dear God, how long is this going to last? Because my <laughs> spine. The spine is realigning on a different curve right now. <laughs> See, and um, I was used to it by that point. I had already gotten my my scurvy, and yeah, <laughs> right, 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 South by Southwest scurvy. Yeah, yeah, those are good times. And good we times. were actually in the back of the W because that was the only place we could find that was quiet. Yeah, like oh, yeah. everywhere we walked around downtown Austin for four hours trying to find a quiet place to yep. record a damn podcast. Wow. Oh, was this for the 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 CN the cocktail napkin? Yeah, this is for the CN the cocktail napkin back yeah. back in the day, the first does, podcast. So does the S at South by stand for scurvy? Scurvy, yeah, scurvy what? in the Southwest. <laughs> scurvy by Southwest hmm? or South yeah, by Scurvy West? I like South by Scurvy West. That sounds better. Those those before cocktails really got popular, and they started putting fruit or food in the cocktails. So. Mm-hmm. Most of us went without sunlight and without mm. any kind of vitamins for a good five days. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But that is true. Plenty of booze. Plenty of booze. Plenty of booze. So you were talking about distributed offices way back then? A little bit, Remote yeah. work, oh, I, man. Guess. I, well, I guess. I guess the book had come out by that point, didn't it? I'm so far ahead of the curve. I can't even tell you. Yeah. I am on the tippy, 
tippity top pointy part of the sword. You're so far uh, ahead of the curve that you're flat. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> or he is hoisted on his own petard. One or the other. Actually, well, now you work I, for I, a company I, that is the 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 pinnacle of like the beacon of this is how you do remote work for a whole company. The epitome of yeah. yes. Well, I was well equipped. I knew exactly what to expect. I had my my pandemic belt ready, and so when things hit, I knew exactly what to do. So, for the kids uh, playing along at home that aren't that smart and don't have the bingo card, what company is that? I work for Envision. Ah. We are yeah, we are yes. primarily a you know design tools and plumbing company. Yes, a plumbing. Company. Most people don't know about the plumbing side, <laughs> oh. but but it's there. It's there. Is that what they brought you on to do? The build the uh, to evangelize the plumbing part. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it has to be done secretly, quietly, right? Mm-hmm. But someone had to get the job done. It's it's a lost leader, though. I mean, that's what. Yeah, that's what I hear. That book, that book that co that co wrote on remote work, that was all a cover. <laughs> if you go in there with the right coder decoder wheel, it's all about plumbing. Very interesting. And it also gives yeah. you the roadmap for DSM. Everything's true, Joy. I, I, yeah. I'm learning. <laughs> I don't know if I should laugh or be finding the decoder. You can ask, you can ask real questions. Jeremy and I are just going to be assholes and they say nothing of any help. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Pretty much been every podcast the two of you have done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the but I do podcast know network. What you do besides, uh, what do I do? Plumbing and hilarious tweeting. Well, wait, I want to flip this because, Joy, I, I looked you up because don't, we don't know each other, I don't think. We don't. And uh, you seem to be in a lot of medical-related practices, <laughs> like orofacial myofunctional therapy. Yes. I have no idea what that is. I'm mm. not going to look it up because I don't like medical pictures. You're also into therapy that's easy to swallow. Yeah, yes, Didn't... that's my specialty. Yeah. I need to work on my SEO. <laughs> <laughs> you need to beat this own That's Joy the- Muller at, at her own game. Yeah. There's uh, that one that like does something with a violin, too. Ooh. So, like, really? All those bitches. Mm-hmm. Well, that's then it- therapy that's easy to listen to. Easy to there swallow. We go. Yeah. That is a direct. If you look it up. Ooh, sleep education. Therapy that's huh? easy to swallow. I don't know what that means. I don't want to know. Uh, anyway, what yeah, do I do? <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm. I'm turning old. I've been in design for 25 years, which means I used to chip out wood type back in the day, and mm-hmm. hand it to Gutenberg so he could crank out his Bibles. And you know, just seeing that entire transition from wood type to digital tools. What I currently do right now is one whatever is asked of me to do because I'm a team player. But I also do quite a bit of work in everything from like design transformation to activities and consulting. Right now, I'm developing some special programming for the Design Leadership Forum that Envision sponsors, looking into some curriculum development work. And that's kind of what's like, mm. those are the big projects on my plate. But, you know, when you've worn all the hats, you kind of become that clutch player, clutch coach and uh, so you just don't know what what comes to you week to week. Yeah, special teams. I'm a special team of one. Oh. Ooh, that's that's a good way of looking at that it. Is a good I way. like it. Utility player? No. Yeah. That sounds meaner. But <laughs> my plumber. stuff dropped out again. Yeah, no, that was back. my fault. That was my oh, fault. Oh, so. interesting. Yeah. Cuz we were about to go oh. to 
me after those three other joy molars. Yeah. And then it's out. I kind of suspected that women didn't have an equal voice in the show. Now I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) More word talking. Okay. So I am sorry. Well, Jeremy's sorry. So I caught the tail end of all of the things that you do. How do you know these two? How do you know these two knuckleheads? (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's the best you got. Knuckleheads. Yeah, that hurts. I met Paul. Well, I didn't really meet him. I kind of stumbled upon him because he was passed out in the booth at Denny's at about three o'clock in the morning. And I had to remove him if my party was ever going to eat in the next three hours. So it was kind of awkward. Really didn't (laughs) like leaving the guy out on the street. But, you know, you need some food at 3 a.m. Yes. Jeremy, we met the drunk tank at Austin Mm -hmm. police station. (laughs) <laughs> he actually came up to me and tried to order a cocktail because apparently it looks like, you know, I could make cocktails. He was that inebriated. <laughs> so yeah. we went and got breakfast tacos, you know, when they let us out the next morning. Nice. Yep. But Paul wasn't at that taco place. No, nope. totally. No, well, I mean, it's I like never... you said, you know, we always, we always, we were like ships in the night. Yes. As far as I know, Paul never stays in a hotel. He would always go to Austin and just find like the nearest refrigerator box. <laughs> And, and try to blend into the local homeless scene <laughs> and then, you know, just show up at parties and crash them. Hey, I'm Paul Armstrong. Right this way, sir. And, um, <laughs> Come on in. Then, you, then you'd have to, you know, take him out of the Denny's. What you call crash, <laughs> I call enhance. But, you know, difference of opinion. <laughs> I think you were in the spirit world, to be honest. I think you were, <laughs> you were on a vision quest. Aren't we all? <laughs> Your harmonic yeah. vibrations kind of kind of made you fade in and out of the two worlds. Well, that plus the grand slam he was trying to eat, but didn't quite get through. Yeah. A little bit Moons of over my hammy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, you remember every I little detail. I think it's something like that. Yeah, that it might as well be. Accurate. <laughs> I like it. Did you know that... that Paul and Jeremy. Well, Jeremy and I have never met Paul in person. Oh, yeah. Talk well, about you know he's in the night. You know he's quite short. Yes. Yeah, exceedingly tan, <laughs> and doesn't have a lot of hair, which is <laughs> remarkable for a person of his uh, youth. I said we haven't met him. I didn't say we've never seen a picture. <laughs> wow. Well, the internet is all fake news. So that is true. Really tell. Yeah, I'm That's definitely funny. a deep yeah. fake. Almost every, all my whole persona is a deep fake, if you will. Deep That's fake. been your actual, like your life's work, right? Is to be a deep fake. <laughs> yes. That is well, yeah, that, that's a lot of hardware you've got to be you know, hefting around. To, yeah. Well, that's why well, Greg and I, we're, we're both ahead of the curve on all of these yeah, things. I, I, I was the originator of deep fake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you remember the VCRs with the big cameras in the eighties? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what Paul used to walk around with and stop by. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, you could check into a hotel, you know, and check your luggage. But he's like, no, no. don't touch it. <laughs> My luggage. Step off. Step yeah. off. <laughs> Yeah. So you have met Paul. Yeah, yes. we just went over that. We just went over that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I yeah, have, I've, I've, I've seen Greg time. way more times than I've ever seen Jeremy, even though we've probably all run in the same circle somehow yeah. at yeah. the same time. But the yeah. circles never connect. There's no nope. Venn diagram here. There is none. There is none. No. Not yet. Nope. 
No, yeah, no, not no, yet. No. That's crazy. Thank goodness for the COVID virus, so I can keep pushing that off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no reason to rush things. Really. <laughs> we so say, wait, there's, make there's it all the plans. Where's the plans for the live broadcast of Uncle Touchy Touchy's podcast? Here? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Touchy Touchy. Well, I mean, it all got it all got very waylaid by by pestilence and <laughs> pestilence and and conservatism. <laughs> But I don't know. But you just said, you know, six feet apart. Like, it's not like pot. It's not like you're going to huddle around a single mic. right? Oh, so, but that's how I like to do it, though. <laughs> we only got okay. one. Got yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not about to fly anywhere. I'll tell you that right now. Not because of the pandemic, but I mm. can't fit on plane. I'll, t- I'll tell you why I'm not flying anywhere. Because they've, they've eliminated uh, alcohol service. What? Uh, yeah. Who the hell wants to get in a plane and you can't get a cocktail? At oh, 40, I, yeah, that's, do they get rid of all no. food so that you have to keep yeah, masks on? Essentially, f that. I don't know, but who wants food if you can't get a gin and tonic or you know a, some bourbon? Like yeah, a, they're just know, asking people to get really drunk before they get on the plane. Yeah, well, that's what I usually do. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> or you know, well, what this whole pan? Well, I guess no, you can't get those in, can you? I was thinking. The pandemic restaurants now can sell liquor, right? And so it's like, would you like a, a margarita with that? And you're kind of what? But it's like the individual little, you know, liquor samples with a kit. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep asking for a straw when I get those. I don't know what's like. Why, I, I don't know why I can't get a straw. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a uh, Mexican restaurant up here that is in an old fast food restaurant, so it has a drive-through, and you can nice. get margaritas to go as you pick up your food. But they don't give you a straw, and there's just a little, st- and it's in a solo cup with a lid, and then there's just kind of a sticker over the place oh. where the straw goes. Oh, well, that, that, that's you, a, because that, yeah, because you know that helps, yeah. right? You know, because once yeah. I drive away from the drive-through, I just pop off the lid, and it's margarita on the way home. Yeah, but you know, that's Margaritaville, right there. That is Margaritaville. Yes. That's the Margaritaville we've been all promised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Not this bullshit on the shore. I want it in the car. That's right. In the car, out of a solo yeah. cup from a drive traffic with lots of I range. Wanna, yeah. I want to knock back a couple sips and look at that officer across from me and uh-huh. just give him a little Margaritaville yep. wink. Do some little mountain right. guns. Oh, yeah. Don't do finger yeah. guns. They probably take that as a well, threat, though. You just have to paint the tips of your fingers orange. So that's right. <laughs> so that's all. If you do. If you do that, you're fine. If you don't, Lord be with you. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Probably get batoned. Where do you live? Take your margarita away. Where does Greg live? Yeah, Greg. Those those birds are not for me. That's Jeremy. Are you in Florida now? No. No, I'm in a a dank basement. Bird fight in the backyard. There's a lot going on in my life today. Apparently, security birds. Security birds. Security birds. My son getting stuck in a chair. That was Kids pretty classic. Right before a podcast start, your son gets stuck in a chair. Mom, I'm stuck in a chair. That just sounds like an Amish problem. You know, like you don't have problems like that, except for the Joseph, get in here. Joseph Jr. stuck in the chair. Yes. He's got his hand full of hay. Oh, <laughs> yes. Now go with the bale, son. You can't be in the rocking chair with the bale of hay. I've told I, I've told you guys that I lived with Amish families for a summer, right? Y- yes. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were Amish. Well, adjacent. I'm Amish adjacent. <laughs> okay, gotcha. 
No. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that you did that. Like, yeah. in an Amish community or just with people yeah. who are Amish? No, it was in a, it was for school credit for uh, school so, credit. sociology. <laughs> it was for uh, sociology. And they had connections to Amish families in Ohio and Pennsylvania. So, so I spent like, one one month with one in Lancaster and one month with a family in Sugar Creek, Ohio. And they were, could not be more different in terms of how, how they did their lives. Okay. Did either of them do like do it all where you don't, you have a horse and buggy and everything? Yeah. Horse, oh, yeah. buggy, white sheet, you know. The, both of them, although... The Ohio ones would ride bikes where the Lancaster ones do not. What do they ride? The scooters. The little, you know, the little, the little scooter. Not, not a motorized scooter, but, you know. No, the sure. Wooden yeah. ones that they made. <clears throat> no, they're, Wait, they're now, regular razors, basically. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, you lived with these folks for yeah. college yeah. credit? Yeah. This wasn't like some shitty public access cable channel reality tv show because it should it have could have been, been. it could have, it could have very yeah. well been a truman show where, thing happening, where it's like every know. scene's got the record thing flashing in the upper left <laughs> no it was right? it was yeah it was the pilot for the what was the paris hilton one where, where she basically lived <laughs> on a farm or whatever they're just piloting with the christian college or poorer i think it's <laughs> interesting <laughs> that your teacher just sent students off to live with strangers well, he yeah. Well, yeah. well, it was for uh, we had to have paper. We had to have themes and topics we were going to research and and report back on. And yours was living. But he with knew strangers. all of the. He was a he was a big writer on them, so he knew all. He asked families what they would be okay with. But yeah, we had to go stay. I mean, one family had twelve kids; the other had eight. Oh my so god! Did you like have to I do like alone. chores and shit? Yeah, I had to be up at like crack of dawn. You know, they didn't milk the cows. Them. They had they had the old school. You know, I don't know sucker things <laughs> i'm not good at te- technical terms the the tit sucker suckers. i don't know what they call them <laughs> it looks like you 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 really embedded in their culture that's what it yeah. sounds like to me <laughs> no. it really does and they, the they had a generator just... they had a generator so that they could be more modern but they weren't hooked into the power grid which was their their big deal they don't want to be hooked up to I, they have so, they've weird rules around how they accommodate new technology but did you have to dress this really way? No, they didn't. They knew that I wasn't Amish. They didn't care how I dressed. Really? So, were you encouraging everybody to like do rum springa over again? Like this is bullshit. So one of the one of the families again. One of the families, yeah. the kid was going through rum springer. He had he had been gone. Like they, he was like sixteen or seventeen and was always out. And whenever he came back, they would just be like, "We're so happy to see you." Like they didn't bring it up. They didn't ask what he was up to. They just were happy to see him when he came home, and then he would leave again. It's really interesting. Weird no questions. Yeah, so and then I joined they, them, and I got them totally smashed. <laughs> Just kidding. And they're like, "What's with your parents? Like, they don't have internet or TV or a PlayStation Two. Like, what's up? Bike. Boy, would there yeah. be a PlayStation Two in '94? I don't know. What's up with those cow sucky thingies? What's, <laughs> the, the, what's with the uh, the big tit sucker things yeah, that they got there? What's yeah, up with that? Just, yeah. <laughs> are those penises? What are those things hanging off the end of a cow? No, those are called others. So, how much furniture cow? can how much furniture can you just whittle? You know, from memory now. Oh yeah, whittle. You yeah. mean down from? Uh, you'd That's be surprised true. at my whittling skills. With as well as whittling ivory soap, I can turn that into any small uh, thing like mm, a whale nice. or a bar of soap. No, I, they the they arms. were they were quilt makers. The one I stayed with, and the other was owned a machine shop of all things. <laughs> What kind of machines? Tractors? For their for themselves, so they were making yes, like, plows and 
wheels and all sorts of stuff. Again, hooked up cow, to generators. Cow suckers. <laughs> yeah, tit suckers. Yes. Yeah. The uh, yeah. they were making wheels. <laughs> yeah, because who's going to make wagon, wagon wheels, wheels and yeah. stuff? Cartwheels. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. So it's, it's funny. <laughs> but they got an old industry. Do you want a do you want a wagon wheel for your <laughs> car? Did they ever trick out their buggies. <laughs> like oh, I man. yes. There was a, a whole lot of underlighting. Be, yeah. There's got to be like the Amish dude that's kind of, you know, evil and rides the white Amish buggy with no windows, right? Like the, the low like, rider buggy. Like, <laughs> no, no, like like a four like a white van from, you know, the 80s evil oh, villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Then your import buggies, of course, that have Italian parts. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm, and really impossible leather. to find wheels. Those wagon yeah. wheels are really well, hard to find. It's because they're metric. Off. Yeah. Yeah. So, is this like why? Is this a, this wasn't an easy A unless you just decided yeah. to well, we had a, I mean, we had to write a paper. It, it was sociology, so we had to write a paper on our experiences and all that. So, I had it. It but wasn't hard. Use, but you couldn't use a computer, right? You had to like write it with a pencil. It didn't on, exist back then, anyway. On paper, so. on paper that you had to craft from a trees. Quill. I quilted the paper. <laughs> right. yes. Yeah. Here's, here's my paper in a quilt form. <laughs> yes. Quilt and, and, and arrived. written in whoopie pies. <laughs> Who is this outsider with a walk down? If you guys have never had a whoopie pie, it will change your life. They are I have, but on, I don't, not an Amish. Are they like one. a moon pie? Sort of, except it's not marshmallow. It's icing in between these really soft, cakey, chocolate, whoopie. gorgeousness. Oh, hot damn. Look at those things. They are. Oh, ugh. Jeremy, easy. You know, Paul, it sounds to me like this could actually be your next step in your career is EVP going to the Amish. <laughs> well, I've got to find right. something, Greg. You know, I can't just well, are you keep creating businesses and not doing anything. It, it, after it pays in milk, but in a barn, which you can have wagon wherever you want. <laughs> I would like to make a bespoke computer made out of fine wood, a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of Pure cream. <laughs> well, that, actually, you, you already you already have the keyboard, right? I heard that. I do. Earlier. I do. Clonk, 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 I clonk, do. clonk, clonk. Yes. I'm well on my. So, yeah, uh, that's who I would target. Are do you like mechanical keyboards? How about a mechanical computer? How big is it? <laughs> well, you might need several houses and a lot yeah. of mice, but they will calculate all day and a long horse. with food. But you'll be making your own food when you type because your typing will also be churning butter. Wow, yeah. it's so efficient. I, See, yeah. I, EVP of the Amish. I, I called it. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to steal from their their experience. You know, they, they, hey, they so can when does this? When does this show start? When are we actually talking about? Stuff? I don't know. That's a good okay. question. When do we? Start? Let's see. We can start now. Okay. Did someone <laughs> hit? Did someone hit record and play? Oh yes, yes. yes. I hit the play. cassette. Okay. It's going. The cassette. Got it. Yeah. I'm transcribing. I don't know what you expected this to be, Greg, but it, it is a written a written podcast, and then <laughs> yeah, someone else sorry. will read it to everyone else, and then we'll have reenactors then do our parts. Sounds like you're transcribing with a quill and paper. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's too fancy. That is too. That's that Amish. Is too okay. much. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Just it is with grease, a chisel, grease yeah, pen yeah. on the wall. It's chisel and and stone. Well, I would love to get this show started, but I can't seem to get a straight answer out of you. Greg, oh, what's the if that's Greg even out of who? Out of him? <laughs> hey, out of hang Greg. on, let 
Let me straighten up. <laughs> I've got my posture good. School's okay. in session now. Please, please ask your strange question. What do you do? <laughs> Maybe do this. <laughs> yeah, I am a designer. Well, design lead, design leader. No, but I, well, here, here's a bitchy response. Okay. Maybe I have two webbies. Ooh. Okay. There you I didn't expect that, huh? Yeah. Right back at you. <laughs> oh, it's it's not for work I did. It's work that my studio did. My my employees did it, but uh, I've got the Webbies. And what's so. the name of your your studio? Well, it used to be. Thank you for that. That's hurt memory. <laughs> you know, I get it now. Wow, this you're good. This is you're good. This is therapy that's easy to swallow. <laughs> We got Watch it. The violins come in. So tell us about that it, big it, failure it, of it yours. Used to, that. It used to be called Happy Cog. Well, it was called Airbag. <laughs> not Happy Cog. Happy Cog. Ha- yes. Happy yeah. Cog. Yeah. Not okay. my name. Not not my name at all. But I, I assumed it. So. And what did um, were those design shops? What did what was say that again? Were those design shops? Did they make apps? What did they do? No, this is before. This is before. This is, before this is this is we got started actually when the iphone airbag really got started when the iphone debuted before oh, wow. you even had app stores that would enable you to create apps so we were in the ye olde web game you were established and, yeah well my blog was and then i was told to name my company after my blog because people knew airbag they didn't know who greg's story was but they knew what airbag is uh-huh. and which is true I used to have to go to South by Southwest and put my blog logo over my name because people knew the logo, but they didn't know who, what Greg was. So, um, is it this a true story that the blog? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the new one. Um, would you you say that you enjoyed a reputation for being a blunt voice in the world of digital design? Used to. Now I'm just, okay, okay. just a sad guy in the corner that nobody talks to. Stop. Yeah, it's like Cor- the corporations don't allow for blunt voices. He used to be uh, on the internet. Is the short is well, the short answer? Got, got a couple. Yeah. Words. So you used to go like speak like these other two guys at film festivals. No, I wouldn't say I would speak. I'd say I would write a lot and I'd make a lot of snarky comments. But I never have. I never enjoy public speaking. And I, and that's a product of a college experience I had where Ooh. my my slides, like <sighs> actual slides, yeah, got out of sync, and it Are was sure a you terrifying moment. Okay. Mm. Now, did you have the clicker? I had the clicker, and the it was uh, so clicker. the mechanical. And this is when to get a fancy transition from one slide to the next. What I mean by that is like. It faded to black and then from black yes. to your new slide. You you combined these two slide projectors in this fancy machine. Oh boy. And and it, it basically collated the slides as it went. And so if you got that out of sync, you know, it, it was like a you know, one in a million chance getting them back in, in sync in time. Uh-huh. And, and you still recover. No, we actually recovered, but it was very traumatic because it happened during a competition. And and I was in charge of the slides, and it was one of those things, if you hit the slide thing too fast for the slide to slide, that's when it would jam and screw everything up. And we, in the competition, there was a, a provision that 
if you had a technical difficulty, you could your team captain had to yell stop, and then you had five minutes to recover. Okay. And so, like, this would be like the worst case scenario. It didn't matter if your presentation was good; like, you could have totally blown that and talked out of your ass. That didn't matter. <laughs> Stopping a competition, nobody did that, right? Uh huh. And sure enough, man, my the thing that I I lost sleep over. The very thing that I, I feared the most, and I hit that thing just a nanosecond too hard and uh, too fast, and, and uh, you know wow. we had to do it. And so f- from then, I've never enjoyed having to time, you know, basically provide a lecture because that's what it, you, you know presentations usually are, or some form of lecture mm-hmm. timed with slides. You know, especially the slides have all the fancy fly-ins and transitions, and Ugh. I am just. Give me a good old-fashioned Soviet Union, no transitions, no fancy-schmancy, just, you know, slide to slide. And Captain we did stop, yeah. Stop. No, my my mentor in college, my, who was also the professor, he stood up and yelled, stop. And, the, I, man, it still haunts me a little bit to this day. He, he, just, he ran back and, uh, to his credit, could have killed me with a look, like just Ooh. right out of crumble to the ground. But he didn't. He said, let's fix this. And he figured it out. And we finished our presentation. Well, and you got a And promptly lost. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. Then many, many moons later, got a Webby. I didn't get a Webby for that. Like, oh, although that wow. would have been dope. Yeah. The <laughs> Webby's for a website, not for a slideshow yeah, presentation. Or, well, I didn't know, you know. Yeah, and I get it. All, this all is I know about you is you my facial or something (laughs) therapy so see how we're digging into your past to see you see how this is working i know the therapy here i thought i was going to be therapeutic to you all but look how this is (laughs) look at yeah (laughs) i'll have you doing ted talks in no time yeah and ted talks are frightening to me legitimately because ted talks are good but it is three times as much about the presentation as it is about the content that you're presenting like you have to have that dialed in like you have to perform it i think a couple of times before they'll say okay you're good to go you have to have it memorized yeah i just and down pat i think it was it adam savage talked about how stressful it was for him to do his what do you mean like you can't be reading a prompter they have to have exactly what you're gonna say you need to adhere to it like after they approve you I get. Well, I don't think you get paid either. Isn't that true? You don't get paid to be there. No. Wait, Nobody wait. Gets paid. Oh. What about when Adam Driver did it? Okay. Did he do what he did? Let's one? get on my level. Yes. Wait, he did. I don't. Aren't there different Ky- kinds Kylo of TED Ren? talks? Did he do an X yeah, or Kylo just a regular Ren? TED? I don't know. What's the X? X are more that's local. The, that's the that's the X. B team. It's probably yeah probably yeah. I've done a TEDx. That just tells you how easy it oh, is to do a TEDx on. talk. Right, that's like TEDx up. is the is the community cable access channel version of TED. Oh. Yeah, it, it, it's even lower that. than that. it's community like theater there, of. TED. There there are rules, but it's not as stringent. But if you're yeah. at a legit TED talk, I mean that stuff is you gotta. There's no mistakes made. No, it's oh, real. Like you, it's right here. Yeah, yeah holy yeah. crap. He did a, a TED talk. He did. From Marine to actor. I wonder if they just, like, well, you're an actor. You're going to get a whole lot of people to watch this. Well, it's, <laughs> Unlike many it's in others. front of an audience. No, no, I mean, like, they might have been real excited just to have a, a well known actor to. Yeah, I'd be excited if I were them. Fucking Adam Driver. Man, 
It is Adam Driver. Not, it was interesting. I was literally having this conversation today about public speaking and how all my friends have been, have talked to and been a part. I can't think of, I, I think I'm the only one who hasn't. And, and it's just because I don't want to have to go up there and memorize a presentation. I remember going out into the hallway and seeing Dan Cederholm, like literally losing weight in, in the hallway <laughs> from stress. Yeah. Like the backstage, like, this back, the backstage of talks, everyone is just a mess. Oh, I, d- I don't God, understand man, what the, the big deal is. It's stressful. The green room in that place. Yeah, I've like name name any of your speakers that um, have been a part. I guarantee you, I've seen them sweating bullets and and like thinking aloud. Why did I agree to do this? Why am I here? <laughs> why did I? What the fuck? And it's because, because, what do you do? It's because it has to be memorized. And it has you can't like paraphrase what you wrote. It has to be like you can't. I mean, you can, but some well, people just don't. Yeah, it's just there's a caliber to those presentations. Yes, you can just get up there and spitball. Well, well, you well you you'll never speak again if, if you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they'll cut out your. You talk. can if you're good. And I was what I was relaying in a, my discussion earlier on this is, I saw and I just forgot his name, a famous designer in uh, New York, older guy who did the uh, Bob Dylan poster. Uh, yeah. Oh, Paul, come, come on. on. <laughs> I can I can picture him. It's a. Uh, uh, I'm gonna Google it's it. It's a short first name. His first name is real short. Paul Dylan poster guy. It's not Seymour Schwass. That's a. Uh, um, yeah. Is it Cooper? Bob. Nope. No. Milton Glaser. Yes. Milton Glaser. That's not a short. So Mil- Milton no, Glaser. <laughs> Milton Glaser during Creative Mornings New York. He was the 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 guest lecturer. And, uh, you know, he's just, uh, like, when you see him, he commands respect. I mean, he's like, he's quite a big, like a big guy. Anyway, he gets up there and it's, he's, you can tell like he's fairly grumpy. Like, (laughs) what in the hell am I doing here? I'd rather just be eating breakfast, right? Than doing this bullshit. And, and he starts to to give his talk and he's kind of still grumpy. And then you can tell that something's wrong. Because he's look, he's talking and he's he's looking behind him at the slides, kind of in disbelief. Like what? Like what am I saying? <laughs> what are these slides? <laughs> and and then he he says, "I'm sorry, but it, it appears that my assistant loaded the wrong deck on my computer." And so he said, "I had intended to talk to you today on this topic, and if you give me one minute." And he he breaks the the fourth wall of public speaking by showing us keynote with presentation notes right and uh, you know mm-hmm. he, and he's flipping through the slides he's like okay yeah so let me it's like i'll do what i can to salvage this talk and and take you through some things that are in this deck as well and just like a cool cat you know and but you also have to look at it too he's like i'm milton glazer not one of you stupid idiots can touch me <laughs> right yeah. It's true. Not one of you morons is going to tweet about how anything because I'm Milton Glaser. What have you done? And so it's like with that kind of confidence and that bravado that he continued his lecture and then tried to use the examples that were in the deck in a very ad hoc fashion. And that was probably one of the best presentations I've ever seen because it was less about the performance and more about the content. Right. Yeah. And and also the confidence with which he was able to deliver that. And I think that so oftentimes we, we judge presentations by 
the performance of it and and not the actual content. And and you know I I, I know a lot of my friends and and even people I've worked with who have been critical of people because they you know they didn't have everything memorized. And it's like you're you're missing the point. We're not watching television. We're not even watching a live performance. We're hearing uh, different perspectives, and we're supposed to be attentive to what's being said, not necessarily how it's being delivered, unless that is you know somehow damaging or or you know hurtful to the audience in some way. So there we go. So now I'm down the Smelton Glacier path. Did he do the Obama poster, or is he no? Just- that was Shepherd no. Fairy. That no, was Shepard Fairy. Okay, yeah. why is that yep. poster coming up? There? I, I, I don't I know. I have no but, idea. But, but, well, it was. Well, performance by. over content. That's this show every single episode. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think there's some there could you could strike a balance before, between. I mean, yeah, I think what gets boring is when people. It's obvious they have given the same speech like eighteen thousand times, and they just kind of are yes, drawing yeah. through it. Or then you have the Aaron Draplins of the world, which is. He's probably given the same speech a million times, but he always gets annoyed that he has, and then he tells you how annoyed he is that he said this a million times with a bunch of fucks and shits, and and, and well, but he, he knows his stuff, like, and he has three slides that he localizes, yeah. right? So I, I've seen Aaron Droplin talk about six times, and you're, yeah, you're right, it's the same thing, except for like one or two slides, and I saw him speak in uh, Belfast, and for the local slide. He colored it green because that's what leprechauns are. Yes. It's green. Oh boy! And Ireland is green. So yeah. Oh man! You're likely seeing the Obama Hope poster because it is as iconic as yeah. Uh, yeah. the Bob Dylan poster. Or or Shepard Fairey said that he was inspired by or something. Yeah, like that. that's Possibly. probably what it is. So I didn't Good know this Milton. gentleman's name, but I know this work. So yeah. So yay! Is he still is well, he still alive? I assume that's what I was gonna ask. He's, he's getting up Milton? there in age. Yeah. He was born in the 20s. Yeah, he's... he's well, no. You know, once you pass, like, I don't know, 83, chances are, yeah, right? Yeah, he's still alive. Do you mind your P's and Q's and eat your applesauce? He's still alive. Yeah. Crisscross applesauce? Is that basically... <laughs> crisscross applesauce alive. to stay alive. Uh, this yeah. artist? Yeah, it looks like he was born in 20. Yes, he's 90, he's 90 years old. Kicking. Wow, I hope he makes it to 100. <laughs> It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I would ask him hey, if I he wants he to make it to 100. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he might no, have just, a different opinion on that. An excellent point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he did the I Love New York logo. Of course he did. Well, that guy's oh, done everything. Do you feel, well, yeah. I guess you could say Shepard Fairey is, but do you feel like we still have designers like this? Modern day? Yes. We Well, we do, but you have to step outside of product design to see them. Yeah, that, that's the design I mean. is, and he and I. I always called him an illustrator designer, which means he was much but, more. No, he's a graphic designer. Traditionally, that's yeah, yeah. That's what graphic design is, and I think it's it was, we still need to keep it that way and not be in such a rush to judge it or put it in its own silo of design. And that's that's one of the problems I have with product design is <laughs> they've been so quick like everything internet to try to give themselves fancy titles and you know oh they do yeah and and you know to brand their style of design where we have you know ux designers and visual designers and product designers Mm -hmm. and oh you're a marketing designer or you're a brand Mm -hmm. designer you're a customer service designer 
Yeah, it's customer like, experience. It's Sorry, customer. Slow your roll, and uh, yeah, that's that's we got to keep calling that graphic design. So yes, there. To already answer your question, there are, but you'll never see it if you're tucked into the product design world. Right. If you get outside and if you follow sites like Design Observer and you're listening to people like Debbie McMillan and, and Steve Heller, and I'm sure there's other voices out there. You know, the they're they're out there. Um, yeah, I'd say that the Dribble has a good good amount. I mean, there's a good amount of product designers there too, but there's a good place to find good designers out there. Yep. Like, would you say it's they're... Like a, but most designers, I'd say most designers anymore don't even know how to draw, which is kind of a shame because that was kind of the, the new point. ones or, don't... Well... No. That's what I mean. Like, I remember the, I had to take I had to take drawing and illustration and all sorts of art classes that were supposed to aid in my design so I could do mock-ups, you know, with on paper and... That's all. Yep. That was at lost. your Mormon school. That's right. That's my. Uh, was that the Amish? Cal- Cal- that's what Cal- I did my TED, TEDx talk on was how to teach the Mormon, uh, how to teach the Amish to be uh, illustrators. No. How to draw cows by hand, <laughs> by by Paul. I just all I wrote Paul on on board was it is are these five penises and they're like oh <laughs> some milker. So would no, you say like his stuff is like. These designers are like fine artists. Well, but they're commercial they're, artists, so they're com- yes, commercial is what because they've sold it to be used in let's say like a publication or a, a wayfinding something along those lines. That's yeah. that divides the line between fine art, where you still sell your work. It's just you it's sell not it advertising. In a way, yeah, uh-huh. it's not advertising something. It's it's simply art for art's sake. Huh. Who who took that communication one hundred and one yeah, class like, where <laughs> cla- like I the remember second class is an argument about art for art's sake versus commercial art. I used to get uh, I don't know about you, but I when I took fine art classes, my my teachers would subtly jab at commercial art as being so like a sellout. Basically, like what I was entering was selling out art. Like because I was yeah, taking I, these classes, like you want to be in graphic design? Why? That's so like you want to do all, all they ever would say. You just want to do Hallmark cards? I'm like, there's more to it than that. <laughs> really? Like, yeah, that's, that's the way it. they. That's the way they sell see, it. But I like to eat and I like a house, so yeah. I'm going to go sell my soul to the Hallmark Channel and the Hallmark Card Company. But that's the way they saw it. Was like you're selling your your art is so about you and the moment and the passion. I'm like, that's all fine and good, but we still need and things to look decently good. Well, and that's weird because that that is that is almost the well, it's not almost. It is absolutely the opposite of the very first class that I took in radio production, we sat down and, and the professor comes out and he's like, what is the purpose of radio? And, and people were like to tell the truth, to communicate to the masses, to, you know, and like all these big virtuous things. And he's like, wrong. It's to make money and sell ads, sell advertising. (laughs) And we're like, okay. Wow. Wow. Well, well yeah, at least he's cutting to the chase, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, you know, it was all you, about making money. America. When you have to kill dreams, it's better to do it as soon as possible. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, you got to keep capitalism good, good alive. Good for that guy. Exactly. Well, I learned a lot that day. Free. I mean, the same is about film and commercials, right? I would assume that there's people who are like, I'm a film, I'm an, a director and film a filmmaker. Artula. I don't do commercials. I mean, that's the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, tell us all about that joy. Commercials. <laughs> a lot of filmmakers do want to direct commercials now because there's more money. Exactly. That's like, the exact same and part. And actors, yeah. too. Yep. 
Yeah, yep. this Coke habit ain't gonna buy itself. Said <laughs> said said directors everywhere. Quentin Tarantino. What? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, okay, son. I, we don't need to oh, do that. Man. Mama, you go now. So so. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's probably thinking the same thing. Boy, that he really just summed up this podcast better than any anybody could. Yeah, Oof. that's the weirdest Oof. outro I've ever heard on a podcast. <laughs> can can we go home now? Yeah, <laughs> can we get out of this thing? Or we start? Uncle Touchy Touchy's Amish buggy. <laughs> uh, brought to you by cow nipples <laughs> and unpasteurized milk. Those chunks mean it's good. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know what's possible for a podcast to make me want to throw up in the back of my mouth a little bit. You just did it. That is a new level. Put put that in the milestone of podcasting history. Mm, Yeah, we try. We got to do something. Uh, Actually, we don't. Physical uh, disgust at a podcast. We're always looking for that angle. So speaking of, you know, as we ride out into the eight minutes is left in this show. Yeah. So so it sounds like, you know, we're all of that like cool kids club, the honeycomb hideout of, you know, had lives and, and talent before the Internet, or at uh-huh. least in the early days of the Internet. Do you ever think about going back? So like, Jeremy, do you ever think about, you know, maybe I'll give into AM radio news again or something and. Just because that's your passion. Because I think about this all the time. I didn't want to get, like, Internet, of course, wasn't around when I was in college, or at least when I began college. And I had my heart and mind and, like, everything was set on working in advertising and and or in news. I wanted to design newspapers. Oh. And hmm. if, if you look at my bookcases or my small library, a, a significant portion of it is all about editorial design because I still buy these books. And I still have this like dream of somehow running a newspaper or, you know, just being a part of like design editorial design. And I know I'm not alone. I have other friends that, you know, would love to go back to that. That was the early web was, you know, all writing. And you could argue that for the most part, a lot of it, if not most of it was, was some form of editorial design, right? Like working with with type and working with words and composition and and caring about reading. What was the reading experience like? And I I'm not sure what that means. Like we like a return to that. I just took a class from the people who, behind the magazine called Delayed Gratification. That's about hmm. the slow journalism movement. And it was they have a two hour class on how to start a magazine, an independent publication. And I, I paid for that and took it with gusto, not having any idea that I would ever put that to use. But there's still something that is like calling me back. And it's like, hey, you're about to hit, you know, AARP's radar. <laughs> you you might want to fucking do something about this passion of yours, you know, before you can't, your your hands are shaking too hard to move a mouse and, you know, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because that honestly was kind of something that had been thrown around in my head to talk about this evening is like as as I keep going on in my career, I increasingly increasingly over the years have more and more become the dumbest guy in the room. And and <laughs> you know, and 
part part of that is is finally getting some humility from from my super cocky younger days but but also just seriously that you know no no longer the smartest guy in the room and and does that and do you read that room and go wow does that okay does that mean that it's you know maybe time to look at something else and you know right. i i don't know what the answer to that is but it certainly is something that has been bouncing around in my head for at least a month so wow. greg are you doing it no no i mean i i i drunk by fonts all the time you know type families because uh-huh. i i look at that and say like ooh i would love to you know, layout, uh, that would be the body copy, you know, typeface, and this would be the headline. And so, I mean, I, I dance around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do, always do the DIY. I mean, I mean, we're close. I mean, I'm not too far from your age, but like back in the day, there would always be those gorilla underground mags that zines? people would, you know, use off of a Xerox well, yeah, machine. And Paul, yeah, are you zine. talking about zines? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you could always do that kind of like a low, a low entry, Gather well, content yeah, from others as well as from yourself and lay it out. And yeah, no, I mean, I actually, I if if there's, I I am inspired by and don't ever tell him I said this or let him listen to this podcast. <laughs> but Scott Bombs, that Canadian mm-hmm. bastard, he's done some cool stuff as like you know special projects and whatnot. I I look at it as I don't want to, maybe I overthink this. I always think I don't want to do a one and done. I'd actually like to start something that actually has a mission and a purpose. And I I play around with stuff enough to kind of like scratch that itch. But I am thinking you know as as I am entering into like another decade here of wanting to go back and exercising. You know, the, the stuff that, that used to excite me about design in the first place. Just like, you know, Jeremy, it sounds like, you know, for you, for radio, potentially. And, and do something that's going to, you know, it's, it's like podcasting, like, or anything, I suppose, where you don't want to just do, like, two episodes and you're done, right? You you want to show that there there was an idea that had enough kind of gravitas and maybe some interest to, to I don't know, have a few episodes or a couple issues or, you know, what, what that might be. I think for me, it's like uh, part of the reason I haven't done this is just looking at the sheer amount of other things that are out there that it's kind of been beaten into the ground. And not so much like, okay, well, I can't do it because other people came before me because I don't believe that. But it's more of I haven't yet had that idea that makes something unique enough that interests me. And I I think we all suffer from that to to a great degree. Oh, yeah. Well, ideas are At least I hope so. No, yeah. everything, everything we've ever thought of. Well, let me look at this podcast. Clearly, it was a great idea, great concept, <laughs> well, well thought out, and uh, we just keep going because it's so great. Not because we don't have friends, and then we're this is the only time we talk to other people. <laughs> and you've got that audience of like five in a mm-hmm. bespoke yeah, yeah. city of Montana. Strong, yep. strong five, strong five. Yep. But they are. Yes, yeah, I mean that's the like. It feels. I don't want. I mean, I don't want to say it feels depressing, but it feels like I understand exactly what Jeremy's saying. Where you're, you're, you say, well, I can either dig in and start to learn all this new tech, this new software, this new tool, whatever it is, or I can just be what I've seen in other people that are older than me. They're like, you know what, washing hands, I'm done with moving on that train. And I don't know, like, yeah, tools, I don't want to feel like I don't want to feel like I've just sent myself out and be like I'm just out of the game. Not that it's a game, but you know. I also don't know what else I could do or what I would do. 
Yeah, sure, Jared, that's I'm well. Sure we all feel that. Like even writing HTML, once we got into the whole like commit code and SAS and less and that kind of thing, it was kind of like, I'm out. Yeah. You know, I was interested in this because I could publish and it was, I wouldn't call it easy, but it was, it was relatively simple to wrap my head around HTML till it got to, you know, things like variables and whatnot. And it's not, I understand it. I could do it. It just doesn't bring me the same amount of joy where when I would handwrite code, you know, in HTML three to five days, I genuinely enjoyed doing that. It was fun to kind of have both your creative side and your technical side. And when it, when the technical got more technical, and you know, Frank Chimero has that essay on this. Zeldin wrote about this about you know when things just got too complicated. That's when the the you know for for some of us, I guess I won't say a lot of us. For some of us, the the joy was gone. It just wasn't right. wasn't the same. Sure. I mean, I guess for me, it was always like, well, work is work. I'm not always going to be happy with work. I guess for me yeah. also lately has been, I mean, other people have talked about this. I know I'm not the only one to think about it, but legacy in terms of like anything that I've done is gone and vanished and un, mostly unretrievable or unfindable. Like it would be great to make something that has tangibility to it or, or some sort of lastingness mm-hmm. to it because like everything that i do now i mean i don't know if that's true of all of us but i think it's mostly true of all of us is so temporary so fading and so like i poured ideas and passion and thought and effort and time and heart and tears into this and it is just gone and you look back and you're like well how was that how the hell was that even worth it if it went nowhere and lasted in no way at all well, it's the same energy that goes into events, right? Like you could, yeah. it's the same thing as like, man, that was, there was a lot of, a lot of sweat, tears, patience, stress, all the things. And then you have the event and then you're like, whew, I'm glad that's over. Right. And then you start all over again. And then um, you get divorced. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's, okay. kind of that's great. <laughs> as, as we move into the second hour of this podcast, <laughs> Joy, 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 do tell. Well, the What's your road been like, ready. Joy? <laughs> you fucking get divorced. Yeah. Next thing you know, your kids ended up as ass out the, the furniture stuck. This is a moron. I'm talking to two idiots about cow nipples. Where did you go wrong, Joy? Where did you go wrong? Well, that's all she wrote. 